0: What's up, everybody? Golden Blue Dude, finally back with you with Bragging Rights. It's been a while. The holidays kind of messed things up, but we're back. We're going to get back on track with an every week show for you. And of course, this week, we are going to, I am going to fe- feature the big one, the national championship. This is, this is the game that culminates, that ends it all, that crowns the champion. So I wanted to kick this show off with the national championship and give you my personal prediction. Here's, here's the thing about this that we have to remember. A lot of people are calling for the Ohio State upset. And it's because human beings, are the way our brains work is we remember the last thing we see. And the last thing we saw with Ohio State is we saw them destroying Clemson. Well, whenever you go back and watch the game, they didn't really destroy Clemson. Clemson self-destructed. Clemson committed a lot of mistakes. Clemson's defense didn't know where they were most of the game. You watch them about a split second before the snap of the ball when Ohio State was on offense. They didn't know where they were. You add on top of that, Sosky, their best linebacker, ejected. Yeah, it was more about Clemson self-destructing. So we have, to, we have to keep everything in context. And that's why, you know, and I get it. Ohio State, they're historically a great program. And the fan base is on a mountaintop right now. And they felt disrespected against Clemson, rightfully so. They feel disrespected against Alabama, rightfully so. Alabama's a different animal altogether. So let's get into this real quick. Ohio State... Coming into the national championship, 7-0 off of that dismantling of Clemson. Alabama, 12-0. Ohio State, 7-0. Alabama's played five more games. Does that help them? I don't know. Um, Does it hurt them? I don't know. Right now, they're an eight-point favorite. Quarterback comparison. This is really interesting. I think these two quarterbacks are similar, very similar. One has a lot more games under his belt this year than the other. Quarterback Justin Fields for Ohio State, 141 for 192. That's 73.4%, almost 2,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, and six interceptions. The quarterback for Alabama, Mike Jones, he was 275 for 357. That's 77%, so a higher completion rating, a little over 4,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, and four interceptions. So Mike Jones has played Five more games than Justin Fields, and he has two less interceptions. But I will say this it was pretty much the same scenario with Trevor Lawrence. He had less interceptions with more games. So I don't know if that really matters. So let's keep going. Next up, the running backs for Ohio State Trey Sermon. This guy has exploded the last two games. Overall, 115 carries for 868 yards, 7.5 yards a carry, four touchdowns. That's his season average. 7.5 7.5 yards a carry. That's almost a first down when you hand it off to him. That's nuts. Alabama also has a good running back. Najee Harris, 229 carries for 1,387 yards. That nasty hurdle over that Notre Dame defender. 24 touchdowns, and he averages 6.1 yards a carry. That's, that's pretty good in, in and of itself. If you don't look at Trey Sermon's average, you would think that Najee Harris is the best running back in the nation. And then you see Trey Sermons, 7.5. That's just nasty. We also have a good wide receiver comparison. Ohio State has a deadly duo. Alabama has a deadly duo because they're expecting Waddle to be back. So they're going to get Waddle back. But to go along with him, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. 105 receptions for 1,641 yards and 20 touchdowns. And the dude is a human highlight reel. So you have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and the preseason Heisman Trophy uh, front runner in Waddle together on the same field. They'll be going against Ohio State's wide receivers Garrett Wilson, who has 40 receptions, 673 yards, five touchdowns, and Chris Olave. This guy is legit as well. 42 receptions for 660 yards, seven touchdowns. Again. You have to take into consideration Alabama's played five more games. Here's the thing that I really like to look at. Averages is what really, averages are what really tell the story. Numbers, you know, five games can inflate numbers dramatically. So you want to look at the average. So Ohio State, they average 43.4 points per game. That's number six in the nation. Alabama averages 48.2 points per game. That's number two. Ohio State allows 22 points per game. That's 31st. That's not terrible, but it's not great. Alabama allows 19 points per game. That's 13th. So Alabama actually has a pretty legitimate defense as well. Now, as far as offensive yards go, Ohio State averages 544 offensive yards a game. That's number four. Alabama averages 535 offensive yards a game. That's number six, so four and six. This is looking really close. Ohio State has allowed 370 offensive yards a game. That's 41st. That's that's not good at all. And Alabama has allowed 353 offensive yards a game. That's 32nd. That's not great as well, but still better than Alabama. Are are you seeing the narrative here? The offenses are actually very very similar. The gap that I'm seeing is actually on defense. I think Alabama's defense is just a smidge better. Than Ohio State. But if when you put it all together, I think Alabama has a big advantage on Ohio State, not gonna lie. So I wanted to look at their closest games. Ohio State's had several close games. Several. They had that close game against Indiana where they won by seven points. They were up 35 to 7. They had a pretty close game with Northwestern, won by 12 points. And then we forget about a close game with a terrible, terrible Penn State team. Where they won by only 13 points. Yes, the game was never in doubt, but that's some close games. Other than that, uh, 21 point blowout in the Sugar Bowl of Clemson, 22 point blowout Rutgers, 35 point blowout Nebraska, and a 40 point blowout by Michigan State. Let's look at what Alabama's done. Of course, their closest game was the SEC championship game uh, against number seven Florida, 52 to 46. That's a six point uh, margin of victory. They still only allowed Florida to gain 462 offensive yards. That's actually pretty good for defense. Now, besides that, they had a close game against Ole Miss by 14 points. That's still better than Ohio State. And then the next closest game was number three, Georgia, by 17 points. Still better than Ohio State. And then Notre Dame, 17, better. And then the rest, straight blowouts. Uh, 19 points Missouri, 28 points Texas A&M, 29 points Auburn, 31 points Tennessee, 38 points LSU, 41 points Mississippi State, 49 points against Arkansas, and 60 points against Kentucky. This is not points that they've scored. And this is the margin of victory that they've had. Alabama is used to dominating teams. That's what they do this year. They did have a little bit of a scare against Florida but I'm sure Nick Saban has fixed whatever issues they were having in that game. Offensively, no issues. Defensively is where they were having the issues and you have to take into consideration. Florida has probably a top three offense in the nation this year. Three scenarios that I think of when I'm predicting this national championship game. Number one, Alabama's a game, which is what we've seen the entire season. I would even consider the Florida game their A game, maybe not so much on defense against Ohio State's A game. Really, the only time we've seen that was against Clemson. That was the best week. That was the best game we've seen from Ohio State by far. By far. The rest of the games, very good. Clemson, elite. Alabama's elite versus Ohio State's elite. I call them A versus A. Alabama wins in a close game. In other words, if both of these teams play their A game, their very best, I have I have Alabama in a close game. Now, if Alabama shows up and they play the way we've seen them play all year, bring their A game, and Ohio State reverts back to what we've seen pretty much the entire season, I'll call it their B game, I think Alabama obliterates Ohio State. So that's two scenarios that I have Alabama winning. Alabama in a close if they both, you know, come and play their, you know, best. And then Alabama in a blowout if uh, Ohio State plays the way we've seen them play besides the Clemson game. And then the third scenario, Alabama comes and plays their C game and Ohio State plays their A game. I think Ohio State would win that football game. So what are you saying, Golden blue, dude? Well, what I'm saying is – Ohio State is going to need some help to win the national championship. That is the only scenario that I see Ohio State winning the national championship. They are not going to outclass. They are not going to outskill. They are not going to outathlete. They are not going to out-effort Alabama. Alabama is the better team. Pound for pound, Alabama is the, the better team. For Ohio State to win this football game, to win the national championship, they need Alabama to make some mistakes. Not just make mistakes, Ohio State needs to capitalize on those mistakes. If Alabama plays a mistake-free football game, it's over. Alabama is your national championship and it probably could get ugly. So what's my final score prediction? What is Golden Blue Dudes final score prediction? Well, I look at, you know, what's probably going to happen, what I've seen with my eyeballs, i got to take Alabama. I do. I don't think they're going to obliterate Ohio State, but I do think they're going to bring their A game. I think Ohio State will try to play their A game. I don't know if they'll be all there. I mean, Justin Fields is still banged up. Let's not forget that. I mean, he gutted it out against Clemson, but uh, it could still be lingering. Ohio State's had COVID issues. Uh, Maybe they'll have to push the national championship another week to January 18th. I don't know. But I'm saying I expect both teams to come and, you know, play their best game. So in that scenario, I'm going to take Alabama. In my final score prediction, Alabama 42, Ohio State 31. I, I just don't think Ohio State will be able to stop Alabama whatsoever. I do think Alabama will be able to stop Ohio State enough. Ohio State's going to put up points. Ohio State is going to put up yards, but Alabama will not be able or will get a few stops on Ohio State. Ohio State will not be able to stop Alabama. Um, It might come down to Alabama has a two-touchdown lead or a 10-point lead with, say, six or seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they just grind the clock out, kneel it out, and that's the ball game. Ohio State will definitely be in trouble if Alabama jumps to a two-touchdown lead. That's the worst-case scenario for Ohio State. I don't think that will happen. I think it will start out close, and then little by little, Alabama starts to pull away. You notice little stops here. Alabama maybe gets a field goal at the next possession. another stop maybe. A touchdown slowly build that lead next thing you know alabama national champions 42 31 that's the way i see it i think it would, I, I do think it'll be a good game i just don't think ohio state is the same caliber as alabama it kind of reminds me of last year now i don't think alabama this alabama team is as good as last year's lsu team don't confuse that i don't think that but i think it is the same scenario where Alabama is this elite team, and then you have several pretty good teams, but not as good as Alabama. They're the cream of the crop, and unless they do something disastrous, kind of like what Clemson did, Alabama's not losing this football game. But we'll see. That's why they play the game. I mean, maybe they commit some stupid penalties, make some mistakes, and Ohio State capitalizes, or Alabama turns the ball over, uh, Ohio State capitalizes you do have to watch out for that because Ohio State is a very dynamic offense. So if you give them an extra possession, that's bad for you. I don't see that happening. I see Alabama playing Alabama football. And when that happens, you lose. And Nick Saban coaches his guys to make the other team quit. That's how Alabama wins. They make the other team quit. And I think At the end of this game, Ohio State, they're not going to quit, but they're going to be gasping for air because uh, Alabama will have that foot on that throat. I have Alabama 42-31. So the next segment, this is more just of a quick uh, overview of the Heisman Trophy. I'm going to talk about the Heisman Trophy, uh, what happened there. So we know that Devontae Smith, the wide receiver for Alabama, won the Heisman Trophy. I think he deserved it. I really do. It did kind of surprise me though. Uh in my opinion I thought Mike Jones was the Heisman trophy winner. I mean the dude he just had he had nasty numbers and he lost his go-to receiver in Waddle, in comes Devontae Smith. He makes him he makes him his go-to receiver. And it, it's kind of a catch 22. Do you reward the receiver or do you reward the quarterback? In my in my opinion I think the quarterback was was the better player because you know he had to start from str- from scratch. Now, scratch is w- wasn't bad at all. It was freaking Devontae Smith, but I don't have a problem with Devonte Smith winning the Heisman. So don't get it twisted. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited about it. Uh, he's the first non-quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy since 2015, when running back Derek Henry won the Heisman Trophy. He's the first wide receiver to have won the Heisman Trophy since 1991, Desmond Howard. That's almost 30 years, 30 years. So, yeah, it excites me. And I think there was – there have been a few wide receivers in between that gap where I thought they deserved the Heisman and they were snubbed. And the one that immediately pops in my head is Randy Moss. I believe it was 1998. uh, Yeah, the 98 season. No, the 97 season going into 98 and the dude, it was because he played at Marshall and I get it. Politics uh, play into it, all that stuff. You know, as a young kid, when you're watching it, you don't understand. You're like, he's obviously the best player in the nation. Come on. I mean, he freaking hurdled an army dude. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Randy Moss hurdles, army defender. It will pop up. And, you know, I saw that clip and I was like, there's no way they deny this dude. And it happened. He played for Marshall, and it was his sophomore year. He was going on to the NFL and he was known for getting into trouble. So all that came back to bite him. And you know, they do they take everything into consideration. But as far as being the best player in college football, it was Randy Moss that year. Don't get don't get it twisted. It was Randy Moss. But for this year, the Heisman Trophy winner is Devontae Smith. I have no issue with it. I thought it was Mike Jones that should have won it, but no no issues with Devontae. He deserves it. I'm glad he broke an almost 30-year drought, and maybe more receivers in the future will win this trophy because, in my eyes, wide receivers are the most exciting players in football. Quarterbacks make the plays, make the throws. Wide receivers make the plays. So. Yes, I'll take uh, wide receivers winning the Heisman Trophy all day long. Congratulations, Devontae Smith, and hopefully this opens the door for more wide receivers to win the trophy uh, pretty regularly. So my last my last segment is I'm actually going to talk a little bit about college basketball because uh, college football is coming down is winding down, coming to an end. National championship about to be played, so. Uh, On my YouTube channel, I have a YouTube channel, by the way. It's called Gold and Blue Dude. I'm in that transition. In this show, bragging rights is is we're not going to fully transition, but we're going to talk more about college basketball. There's always something to talk about in college football, but right now I want to talk about college basketball. So there's a lot of there there is a lot of big games going on this weekend in college basketball, but I wanted to pick out four that look like they will affect national rankings, definitely, and conference rankings, uh, definitely. The first game that I want to talk about is actually out of the ACC. Uh, Number 19, Clemson, 9-1. They're going on the road to play a 7-4 North Carolina. Clemson is 1-59 in Chapel Hill. Their first ever win against North Carolina on the road in Chapel Hill, happened last year in 2020. They were 0-59. So they're taking that 1-59 into Chapel Hill on Saturday and try to knock off the Tar Heels. And the Tar Heels are not very good, so Clemson might be able to do it. The only issue that Clemson has is offense. They average 68.3 points per game, and North Carolina averages over 70. That's the issue. But their defense, amazing. They don't even allow 58 points per game. And North Carolina allows almost 68 points per game. So if it comes down to defense, Clemson's going to win this game. Uh, for their resume, Clemson has no bad losses. Their only loss was to Virginia Tech. That's not a bad loss. And they do have some good wins. They had a good win against Florida State and against NC State. So you got to remember, these games in not just about co- – college basketball is completely different from college football. College football is don't lose. And try to get to the national championship or to the playoffs. In college basketball is try to get great wins and avoid bad losses and build your resume to get the highest seed possible in the tournament. So I wanted to explain that so you know what I'm talking about here. No bad losses for Clemson. Two good wins so far. They're building a good resume. Now, (laughs) for North Carolina, they don't have any good wins at all whatsoever. They are they aren't a two-game win streak against uh, winning against Notre Dame and Miami, but they have no good losses or no good wins. No good wins so far, and they do have one very bad loss, and that was at Georgia Tech. So early in the season, North Carolina needs help. And I think North Carolina gets a fluke win against Clemson just because of the history between these two teams. Clemson broke the streak last year. But that was an all-time terrible North Carolina team. And North Carolina isn't that bad this year. So I think history comes back into effect. And Clemson gets upset by North Carolina. But I still have Clemson in the tournament. And North Carolina is right on the edge right now. Right now I have them out. But if they get a win, if they get a win against Clemson, build their resume, they could sneak in. So, North Carolina with the upset over Clemson and uh, maybe start building their resume for the tournament. And Clemson's fifth in the ACC, and North Carolina's 10th. So, they need to start winning right now because they need to get in the upper half of the ACC. The next game is going to be in the SEC. LSU, who's 7-2 against number 13, Missouri, who's also 7-2. LSU, seventh in the SEC. Missouri's 10th in the ACC. Why is that? Well, that's because LSU is 2-1 in conference play, and Missouri is 1-2. They've played better teams in the SEC. Now, LSU, no great wins, but really no bad losses. They had one close loss to St. Louis, and that would have been a good win if they could have pulled it off. In their last three games, they're 2-1, and, and they were SEC games. A win against Florida, or a win against Georgia, a loss against Florida and a win against Texas A&M for Missouri. They have great wins, no bad loss. Well, one bad loss. We'll talk about it. They have three great wins already. Uh, A great win against number 21, Oregon at the time at Wichita state, they're underrated. They're starting to be a better team. And then a great win against number six, Illinois in their last three, they're one and two with that loss at Mississippi state that that's a head-scratcher. That That's a bad loss, and they shouldn't have done it. Uh, they shouldn't have lost that game, and they do have a loss to number seven, Tennessee. That's not a bad loss. So one bad loss, three good wins. They're building a good resume. I'm good with that. LSU's offense is freaking amazing. 86.8 points per game. That's one of the best in the nation, but they allow 71 points per game. That's not so good. For Missouri, They're averaging 71.9 points per game, and they allow 67.9. I do think Missouri is the better team, and they have these great wins. I'm going to give it to Missouri. I think Missouri beats LSU, and right now I have Missouri as a 4 seed in the tournament, and I do think LSU slips in as maybe a 9 or 10 seed. Um, This will – push Missouri up in the rankings, probably to the top half, because once you get into the 500s, that catapults you. So this will uh, start paving the way for Missouri to possibly win the SEC championship in basketball. Uh, the next game, the Big Ten, this is this is a big one. This is actually a rematch. Ohio State, they're not ranked, barely. They're 8-3 against number 15, Rutgers. Yeah, they're ranked in basketball. It's been a crazy year. They're seven and three. Ohio State's ninth in the Big Ten. Rutgers is seventh. Now, Ohio State—they have two good wins: one against UCLA and one against Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers was number eleven at the time, so that was a good win. This is a revenge game for Rutgers, but Ohio State does have one bad loss, and that was to Purdue. That's a bad loss. Let's look at Rutgers. uh, Rutgers resume: no bad losses. No bad losses. And they do have good wins against number 13, Illinois, and Syracuse. Two good wins, no bad losses. That's building a good resume. Now for Ohio State, 76.3 points per game, and they allow 66.2. For Rutgers, they score 76.5 points per game. So that's really close in offense, very close. Uh, Not as good of a defense, though. They allow 71.2 points per game. Ohio State, 2-2 in the Big Ten. Rutgers, 3-3 in the Big Ten. And Ohio State's record, uh, they lost at number 21, Minnesota, uh, win versus ne- Nebraska, a loss at Northwestern, which is not a bad loss. Northwestern is a good team. And then they beat Rutgers. Now, for Rutgers, they've gotten six conference games in so far. Compared to Ohio State, that's two more. That's crazy. I don't know how that happened. Uh, win against Maryland, win against Illinois, 13th ranked, uh, lost to Ohio State, who was 23rd. They beat Purdue, who Ohio State lost to. It's not a good win, but it's also not a bad loss. They lost to 10th-ranked Iowa, and then they lost at 23rd-ranked Michigan State. So Rutgers needs this win, and I do think Rutgers gets the revenge and beats Ohio State. And Rutgers is going to be in the NCAA tournament as a higher seed. That's going to be crazy to see, but it's true. I have have Rutgers in as maybe a five-seed And Ohio State will be in in there as well, maybe an eight seed. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be crazy seeing Rutgers in the NCAA tournament, but it's going to happen. They're a good basketball team. The last game I wanted to talk about in the Big 12. This is the biggest one. This is the only uh, game between two ranked competitors, and it happens to be my team, West Virginia in Morgantown, number four Texas against number 14 West Virginia. Texas is 9-1, tied for number one in the Big 12 because they are 3-0 oh in the Big 12. West Virginia is 9-3. They are seventh in the Big 12 because they are 2-2 two two in the Big 12. They have wins over Oklahoma State on the road, which that was a 19-point comeback in the last 11 minutes, and a home win against Iowa State. Their two losses, both road losses. At Kansas State, got obliterated. Had a great first half, terrible second half. At Oklahoma, terrible first half, great second half. Came back from an 18-point deficit, but we still lost by four. We came back and tied the game, but Oklahoma still managed to win the game. As far as resumes go, Texas, no bad losses, none. Two good wins so far. Well, a great win on the road against Kansas. Obliterated, killed them but also a good win against Oklahoma State. Now, for West Virginia, they have good wins, uh, that road win at Oklahoma State, uh, the win against number 19 Richmond at the time, and a win against VCU. VCU is looking better and better uh, every week. I have them in the tournament as well. As far as this game goes, West Virginia averages 75.3 points per game. Texas averages 76. Uh, West Virginia allows 69.5 points per game, and Texas allows 63.1. I really, you know, I really do want to predict West Virginia to win this uh, basketball game. It's at home. We're pretty good, but, man, Texas whooping Kansas on the road. They have a better field goal percentage than we do. They haven't lost in a very long time. Soak this in, guys. Soak this in because I don't do this often. I'm actually predicting Texas to beat West Virginia. I think it'll be a close game. I I just, West Virginia hasn't proven that they can put together two complete halves. They can have one great half and one terrible half. You can't do that against Texas. You might be able to get away with that with Oklahoma State and almost get away with it against Oklahoma but you can't get away with it against Texas. Look what happened when we did that against Kansas. We got obliterated. I don't think we get obliterated, but I think Texas is just too good of a team, and we'll slip up here and there just enough for Texas to walk out of Morgantown with probably a four- to six-point victory. So that's my prediction for basketball this weekend. I hope you all enjoyed this show predicting Alabama- to beat Ohio State in the National Championship, 42-31. to Um, Congratulating Devontae Smith in the Heisman Trophy uh, for being the Heisman Trophy winner, almost 30 years since the last wide receiver. It was Desmond Howard. And my NCAA basketball uh, predictions. March Madness is going to be here before you know it, so you have to pay attention to these resume-building games. That's what I call these, resume-building games. So we'll start talking about resume-building games every single week now, and we'll try to keep up with whatever's going on in college football. Uh, The next show we have, we'll be recapping the national championship, and we'll see how this prediction looks. So appreciate everybody stopping by. Bragging rights. We'll be back next week. And if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, go check it out. Gold and blue, dude, and we'll see you next show.